back to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I'm joined today by the maestro of minimalism and the very first U.S. guest who lives farther south than I do for once. It is Second Lake, a.k.a. can I say your real name or are we going to buy SL today? What's yeah, no, you can say All right, cool. It is John Crossa. Yes, Crossa? Yes, All right, so. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, my man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So before we kick off everything, for anyone who might not know, please explain what is Second Lake? Who is John? Give them all the details. So yeah, Second Lake itself is kind of just like a, my own expression on design and just a, a way to make products and a way to connect with people, learn about different practices and stuff like that. Cool. And in like normal, like human words, what does that mean? In normal human words, uh, yeah, I just yeah. like making. <laughs> I like cool. making things, like learning about how things are made. Um, you know, like buying a jacket, looking at the construction, flipping the label, seeing how it was made, that type of stuff. Cool. And for anyone who doesn't, who isn't familiar with Second Lake, I'd say just go to the page, give it like two scrolls, and you'll you'll get a vibe of like what the page is all about, what kind of what kind of brands they're into, you know the aesthetic of the whole page. It, it's very coherent. It doesn't really matter. Cause I was looking when I was uh, putting the story up and I was trying to find like a nice panel to put up on the story to say you're coming on and they're all, you know, you don't stray from the aesthetic. It's very coherent, which I, I appreciate. It's very nice to look at. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I think a lot of people like end up like, that's kind of the main gravity, I guess, for SL. That's what people see first is like the mm-hmm. feed and I yeah, guess the so cohesive. Yeah. Um, but I guess at like a deeper level, it's, it's kind of just like a conversation on whether it be clothing or architecture, furniture design, stuff like that. But at the same time, too, I feel like those those topics can get a bit pretentious, if you will, hmm. depending yeah. on what you do about it. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't go to school for furniture design or architecture or anything. I just kind of have a, a mild fascination towards it. So, yeah, it's just a little expression. Nice. Nice. Um, so now... With all that introduction out of the way, let's jump into the proper format of the show. Yeah. That of course, being either trees or nylon. Trees being the outdoors, nylon being clothing. Not necessarily related to the outdoors, but can be. Uh, going through a past, present, future progression with both of those. So, John, which one do you want to start with? It's got to be classic, right? It's got to be classic. classic. You got to say classic. trees, yeah, of course. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about any fascination you might have with trees growing up, your experiences outdoors. Did you always live in Tampa? If I'm cool to say the city that you live in, or are you a transplant? Yeah, man, dogs in you. I have to jump. No, mm-hmm. so that's okay. Uh, yeah, I was born in Long Island, but we moved oh, wow. to Tampa when I was like three or four. Yeah, okay. so I've been here. My- um, but I mean, as you know, Florida, not very mountainous down here, anything like that. So <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time camping or anything like that. I mean, there's some trails and stuff that I've been on before. But uh, I feel like growing up, a lot of my time was spent just like when I'm outside, it was just in like suburbs. There's not like where I live. It's not like a bunch of, uh, I don't know, outdoor areas to explore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I just kind of spent my time playing like manhunt in like around <laughs> backyards and stuff. Very nice. Um, so that was the old nowadays. Yeah. Now that you're yeah. like, actually, I have a question before I ask that one. Yeah. Um how incorporated would you say you are in this whole like Gorb scene? Cause I know you follow me, but I don't know like how tapped yeah. in you are to like this whole scene. 
It's it's honestly kind of interesting because, and I guess it's kind of perfect that we're on the the present setting of this like little topic. But yeah. I've gotten into it, um, and of course, it was like a byproduct of the whole rise of like the gore core trend and things mm. like that. But um, learning more about like technical garments was super duper interesting to me, and it kind of bled into a different, a couple different areas where. I was kind of fascinated by like running gear for a little bit, like Yakuso and things like that. Mm. And then also like, I, I, I usually try to buy like vintage and I try to go for like deals and stuff like that. Just cause I don't know, that's out of my own person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was learning a lot more about like vintage Patagonia, Montbell, even like brands, like smaller brands, like add some, they have a jacket called the Marsu jacket that I picked up recently. And it's like, mm. I don't know. I never really, experienced like a uh, seasons if you will living in tampa so i never really had a necessity for outerwear that's like i don't know rainproof water repellent or like super functional pockets and anything so it was a uh, it was a whole new world to explore in the sense of like viewing people styling these things but also just like how they're created you know who's kind of leading the charge and designing these pieces and stuff it was super duper fascinating to me so yeah i mean present wise it's pretty cool. I might, I might have to, my hands in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to say, I think you're the first person who's ever said Gyakuso correctly on the show. I've had oh. a few people attempt it, but I think you're the first one to ever say it correctly. Uh, oh, second, I do understand the sentiment that Florida is like, <clears throat> as far as hiking goes in Florida, you're kind of limited to like really far down south, the Everglades or yeah. leaving the state and going to Georgia or like yeah. Tennessee or Alabama or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Down South is just straight Gatorland. Like we have like Gator Alley or Crocodile Alley. It's like a one long stretch of road. It's just like, it's just marsh. <laughs> but, but yeah, like you said, there's not a lot of places or campsites that I'm familiar with right now uh, nearby. Yeah. No. That, that's the thing is that it's nearby. Cause I don't know how far is like Miami from you. Driving wise, Tampa to Miami is about a four-hour drive. Yeah, that's insane. That's so crazy. Because Tampa is pretty far south in Florida, right? It's uh, it's actually like midway down. It's on the west coast, and it's like midway down Florida. That's wild. Yeah, because it's four hours from me to get from where I live to Savannah, which is like the beach of Georgia. Yeah. Um, and it's four. I yeah, I didn't know you were from. I actually did not know you were from a uh, Savannah area. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying it's, it's four hours for me to get from where I live to Savannah. I'm, I'm not from Savannah. I've just been there before, but that's like the beach of, in Georgia, you know, um, Tybee Island, that kind of stuff. That's all like real beach. Cause we don't have much of that in Georgia. Um, yeah. And then to get to my, or to get to Tampa for me is like eight hours, probably more, probably like 10. Yikes. Florida is a bigger state than I thought. Anyway, that's just me on a tangent. But I understand for some of us that are like geographically challenged, it's a little bit harder to get out there and walk. But that leads us to the future of trees. Tell me, where do you want to go? Places that have caught your eye. Maybe they're in the US, maybe they're not. Since you're into like hiking now, what's up? Yeah, I mean, right now, I think in the beginning of March, which is in, I guess for right now, is in a few weeks time, uh, Mm -hmm. we're going a little French trip to Seattle. So Ooh. I've never been to the West, but it should be really like interesting. I mean, I got a couple of friends that I guess they're aware of some, some trails and stuff to see. So 
I'm just going to kind of be like a, I guess a barnacle on the boat and follow them and <laughs> see where they go. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting. I've, I've seen like documentaries and stuff that reference specific Northwest and all sorts of things, but I've never actually been myself. I've been super curious. Yeah. Well, the Pacific Northwest is for anyone who might not know for all my UK viewers, that's like where it's all happening. You know, in my opinion, yeah. you get, you get all the best landscapes, you get the coolest views, you get, the best like corp shops and stuff that's where like most of the companies that we care about are all like based out of somewhere in the pacific northwest whether it be like colorado montana oregon they're all like out there so it's nice yeah stuff. yeah no it's great out there and especially i think just seattle and like portland i've got friends and i've got friends over there and i've also just had like a, a mild fascination with like those cities as well since like mm-hmm. i was a bit young because I don't know, they seemed they seemed fun. I remember playing a a game when I was younger called like Infamous, and I think one of the games was like based in Seattle or something. Oh, really? And I, I didn't know that. I remember like just running through it, and I was like, "Damn, this city's so cool, man!" Like <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of rain doesn't hurt nobody. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a question. Are you going to be able to survive out there? Um, you know, you're used to this uh, this Florida weather when it's like thirty degrees. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, I actually put on your rain jacket. I know that's the thing. It's kind of funny. I mean, I think I have a bit of like this naive perspective, like the cold, where it's like I can do it. You know what I mean? Like I recently, I was in Montreal for a couple of days with my girlfriend, and the, yeah, yeah, it was, it was like it was mad cold. It was great, and I was like, I could do this. You know, like if I had to live here, I could do this. But I mean, that's so easy to say when you don't live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I could tolerate it. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. just it gets cold, put another layer on, but mm-hmm. you know. I guess I'll have to get there first. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just a few hours north of you, and it does get quite cold up here. So you you know you survive. Sometimes you just don't yeah. go outside. That's what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, down here it gets to like, I mean, the coldest it gets is like low thirty, like lower thirties. Oh, okay. So has you ever has it ever snowed when you're there? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, we don't get any snow at all. I mean, since like February, it's been warm. Like we, we get a really, really small window of like actually cold weather. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's actually kind of interesting. I wanted to ask you, have you ever had a guest on that's from like the Southern hemisphere? Have I ever had a guest from the Southern hemisphere? Uh, let me do a little. Yeah. I, don't mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on class, but it's kind of, it's interesting because like this about things like Christmas and whatnot in the Southern hemisphere, mm-hmm. that's all like that's in summer. So like the Santa Claus, you know. Oh yeah, by, yeah. Uh, swim like. <laughs> from uh, unknown spaces. Unknown spaces is from Australia. Perfect. And he, yeah. So I can't remember when I recorded with him, but yes, the seasons were flipped when that was happening. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's interesting to think about that. Like polar opposites. Like in December, it's like mad hot down there, and over here, yeah. it's like free. They have a they have a summer Christmas, which I think is very interesting. So I wonder weird. if there's like I wonder if there's a whole market of like Australian Christmas movies where instead of it, you know, it's like Christmas time in New York City and you know the, the trees are out, it's like it's a Christmas movie in Australia, but it's all about summer vacation and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Totally different market. You know, they would they they'd probably make something like that, like, oh, it's a Christmas movie in Australia, but it's like, oh, we're going to the beach for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I gotta ask. So- I gotta ask some questions. Yeah, next time you get a you get someone from the southern hemisphere, just dive deep, bro, and try to see how it feels. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. 
Nice, man. Um, well, anywhere else, like a dream, anything that you've been looking at that uh, you'd like to go camping at or see the nature in an area? See the nature. I mean, so my family is from South America, actually. We're from mm-hmm. Uruguay. And oh, we visited, nice. the last time I visited, we might have been like 2012, maybe 2013, 2014. And I remember we stayed one night or a couple nights in this like nature park. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think we did much like trail hiking or anything. We just kind of did like barbecues and hung out as a family in these like cabins and stuff. It was a good time. Um, and I think I'd kind of like to revisit that. I mean, in, in Uruguay, this it's super spacious. Uh, there's like a massive focus on agriculture down there and like mm-hmm. farmlands. And yeah, I mean, this, I guess it's not necessarily anything like mountain hiking or anything like that, but just kind of being able to go back there and go through some of their trails that they have kind of brings me back home. I remember there was something too, when we visited and I remember I wanted to bring this up as well Hmm. was, and this was something that like in, in Tampa, we don't have anything that's kind of like extraordinary, if you will, like some like, or like, um, what are they called? Like springs where the water is super clear or something. But, but I remember in, uh, in Uruguay in that same park, we stayed kind of near this like cliffside. And I remember one night there's like no lights or anything. So the stars are like, they were insane. Yeah. It's just, it's just something that I'm not used to being here in Tampa. And then we went to like the cliffside at night mm-hmm. and it was insane. It's called like Nocti Lucas, but all the waves, like there was a combination of like bacteria or algae in the water where all the waves were like neon and glowing. I don't know if you've ever like heard of that. But it was yeah. the most like the most insane thing I've ever seen. And like you couldn't even take a like picture of it. It was just like it was so dark, but the waves were like super bright. It was just incredible. And that was probably like one of the only like I could probably put on my like a single hand how many extraordinary like nature things I've seen, but that, that had to be one of them. I wanted to bring that up. I remember that. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at uh Nocti Lucas. It is exactly it. That's what it's called. N O C T I. Lucas. Lucas <laughs> the word the name Lucas with the C um yeah really cool so it's it's like bacteria or microorganisms that are just like bioluminescent I think, I think that's what it was I mean it's it's been a minute since I actually looked into what you know what had mm-hmm. occurred because you know what the heck was going on you know so <laughs> I was like but yeah I think that's what it might have been I'd have to you know I'd have to go back and look up and see if that's exactly what it was but that's what's coming wow. to me yeah very cool but stuff, I guess yeah. outside of that, um, just like visiting the Pacific Northwest and also mm. like even some places in the Northeast, like maybe Connecticut, places like mm. that. Or- yeah. Yeah. I'd say like if you go to the Northwest, so Pacific Northwest is a good one. Then like if you're going like major climates or like major cool places, basically in America, you go Pacific Northwest, you see like Seattle, you see like Mount Rainier, the wooded, like coniferous forests and all that. Like that's, that's really, that's intense. And then you go a little bit farther east and you go to like the Rocky Mountain, Glacier, Yellowstone, like that kind of stuff. Uh, and then you go all the way east to like Acadia, that kind of where it's like rocky beaches, the trees are different, just like a different vibe, but still very like mountainy. That's what I would say. Yeah. And oh, oh, then you got to go southwest and go to like Zion and see like the red rock. Cause that's something you got to see in your lifetime as well. The red rock. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot. You guys, I would say you got to see a lot. 
yeah. you get the full the full American experience, you know. There's kind of a lot, and I kind of felt that like coming into the pod is like there's a lot I gotta I'm gonna have to learn about and just be opened up to. I mean, I think recently my parents went to uh, somewhere in California and they saw like the redwood trees that are over yeah, there. Yeah. They were like, Sequoias. They're like, oh, John, you gotta come through. I was like, yeah, I'll come through next time. <laughs> I think I'll like something, but yeah, it looked beautiful. There's there's so much to see, man. I, I really have to kind of get out there. I feel like a lot of the time I've spent traveling has been like going to cities and things like that, as opposed to like trying to have a focus on actually spending time outdoors, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not going to blame you too much because it is, it is I, most of my relatives live in Florida and it is hard to get out there because there's not really yeah. much to do, you know? There's not much not, to do in Florida as far as like flat. hiking goes. It's, yeah, it's just flatland. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't blame you too much because then you got to use your like PTO days and you got to figure out when you're going to go and leave and like how can you max, uh, maximize this trip to get out there. But if, if if this is a thing that you're interested in doing, I would say Pacific Northwest is good. Like my fiance calls it just an out west trip that she wants to take where we go like Zion and then like Yellowstone. You know, it's it's like a four hour, five hour drive, maybe even like seven potentially, but something like that where it's like you're driving, you're going to one park, you're spending a few days there, you're driving to another park, spending days there. So you can see like best of both worlds, something like that, yeah. like an out west trip. Yeah, um, for sure. And then like Acadia and stuff you can do later. But yeah. but I'm also, yeah. Acadia, Acadia is a lot like the nature that we have here in Georgia, like in the North Georgia mountains. So it wasn't as breathtaking, but anything which like huge like open mountains that's going to be breathtaking yeah i mean if i saw a hill i'd probably <laughs> if you, you saw know, a hill yeah yeah I'd be, I'd drops for sure but yeah no i think honestly it'd be it'd be appreciated i think especially like right now like in my at my age and stuff like i'm just trying i'm so caught up in trying to figure out like what i want to do who i am things like that like career it's like it might be nice to take a vacation and just like you know be outside and kind of have the only thing to focus on is just walking around and enjoying yeah. my surroundings. It is. It's nice stuff. Yeah. Um, shoot. I was trying to find like your shop, your shop page. Do you not have a shop page on Instagram or oh, anything no, like that? Yeah. yeah. No. So actually the SL like .net site I took down because <laughs> I'm going to, I'm actually going to revamp it. I was using Shopify for just a little bit. Uh -huh. Um, but I just kind of felt like I couldn't do what I wanted to do with the site and everything. It just kind of looked all too familiar with, like every other like page that I went on for like small stores and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to find a way to differentiate. So yeah, I'm working on a different site at the moment. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, everyone go buy a mug and a bar of soap, but actually don't buy a bar of soap because yeah. I love that. soap. I use it for like washing my body in the shower. That's what I've been using Perfect. it for. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. It's great. It, dude, it's, I love it. It's, it smells so good. Like I it have one amazing. that just sit there. Like I don't, I don't use it. Like I ran through a couple. <laughs> But that one just fits. Yeah. Honestly, though, like I, when I when I first got it, I just like had it sitting in my bathroom and it made the whole bathroom smell great for like a week before I even used it. So all I got to say, it's good soap. Don't buy too much because I definitely need to buy another one soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll probably be back on site once I have the new site loaded up. Everyone on the page will know. Good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Well, I guess we can move on to the nylon section now if you're all good with the trees. Yeah, let's do it. So, I might be, I might be <laughs> more well-versed in this section. Then. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Uh, so yeah, tell me a little bit about how you got started in this dressing thing that we're up to these days. The dressing thing. Um, I, I mean, through high school, 
I guess, like everyone else, or maybe even middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of always had an interest in, I guess, looking presentable or trying to wear like cool shit. I remember, remember, I think like one of the earliest like memories I have of like, I don't know, just experimenting with dressing and stuff. I remember on a family trip, I went to New York. We went to Times Square and I bought a pair of uh, Team Jordans at the Champs Sporting Goods. I was in Times <laughs> and they were uh, they were all black and they had a little bit of purple and yellow. And uh, I remember I went to school one day and I was wearing those Jordans with a pair of purple shorts that like went down to the knee. <laughs> of course, yellow Columbus Crew soccer jersey, like an MLS jersey. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, yo, I look fucking great. Like, like this like, is the best like, outfit oh, I was oh, ever put on. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, the colors are matching like uh-huh. to a T. Like this is perfect. And I remember I got on the bus, and this girl that I used to ride the bus with all the time, she was like, "What are you wearing?" And I was oh, like, "Yo, no. I, like I match." Like, what do you mean? She's like, "It looks terrible." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And yeah, I mean, looking back now, I'm like, Dude, that outfit was so bad so bad but back then it's like i mean i guess you just have to try right and and at that time i was like dude i look great like this 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 fit bangs <laughs> <laughs> well it's good you upheld your confidence in the face of adversity because i don't know it's if so i would funny. have done the same if in middle school a girl had been like that is a bad outfit i would have yeah. been like yeah yeah i know it's a joke it was i was just a funny joke i was doing and it was good right <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just a bit. It's all a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, that eventually led to me like just trying on a bunch of different things. I mean, there was a small, really, really small window of time where I was coming to school in like a button up and like slacks with like, like, I guess you call them brogues. They were just like those dress shoes that kind of have like the intricate patterns and like the, the cutouts. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, Bro, I look good. But I'm like, dude, I'm in like high school. Like there's no need to be <laughs> everyone else around me is wearing like free runs and like slides and stuff. And I look just like. <laughs> So dude, free runs went crazy though. Those were those were dude, sick. Free runs, free runs, elite socks, like those had people in a chokehold back then. Yeah, like me it, included, was crazy. it was funny, man. Coming to school, like first day of school, and you see someone with like their new their new footwear of choice from the summer. It's like, okay, like you're gonna be a blue free run guy this this year. I see you. This is what it <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah. That free run 2.0. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I remember there were 5.0s and 7.0s that had a like me and my brother and and, and literally everyone else in our grade like in a chokehold. The 5.0. Yeah, I 5. do. 0. I do remember a lot of people having these. I will say. Yeah, 5.0, and I remember there were. Uh, I remember there was a look that I thought was so cool, which was uh, it was a lunar glide Nike yeah. lunar glide. Yeah, then we got five with the uh, with the loose lace, and I was like, dude, like those look so fire. And like, I don't think I ever got my hands on a pair, but I used to think the cool was really, the, the look was really cool. And I used to like the yeah. silhouette. I thought it like the shape of it, like looked really nice. I think I had a pair of these. Did you? Damn. I think Respect I, think I did. Up. Yeah. Oh, no, I definitely did. Looking at like from the top, I definitely had a pair of these. Oh, goaded. Yeah. What can I say, man? <laughs> from a young age, I always had it. <laughs> you had the drip, man. I just yeah, had it. Yeah. I mean, how I got into the whole dressing thing. Yeah, man. High school testing things out in high school and mm-hmm. eventually just like, yeah, finding out kind of what you like. I remember I thr- I started thrifting for a little bit, just finding like old stuff and being mm-hmm. fascinated by looking through like some old stuff my dad had and being like fascinated by, by that. I mean, a lot of people have, I think the same progression as to how they get into styling yeah. or fashion and kind of that. Nice. Were you a, uh, 
Supreme kid or are you like a hype beast at all? Or was it just like straight from the team Jordans to the thrift store? It's so funny. I mean, I would wear, I remember my daily drivers would always be these Adidas skate shoes. There were the Adidas Sealies and I would wear mm. them with like black, like skinny jeans or like slim jeans. Really? They weren't too skinny, but they were pretty, they're pretty slim. And uh, I would just wear like, yeah, like vintage tees or like flannels all the time. And like, yeah. I had like, like a little, longer hair like a bit of like a swoosh going on not necessarily on some like asking alexandria vibe but you know i definitely had a little bit of a swoosh and uh yeah i think i never got into like the supreme palace stuff it was always kind of the vintage tees but I, we always knew about it me and my friends sung we would sit in the back of like econ class and kind of talk like shoot the shit about that and look at like supreme tees and palace tees on aliexpress and and we would it would just like, I remember I never really got on grailed or I never really got like picked up anything from Supreme drops. Cause I think back then it was like, it was really hard to like grab things off a Supreme drop. And I don't think I had the the urge to, to like to splurge back then. Cause I had no money, you know, like I, I didn't have money to, to spend like that. Um, but it was always cool. Like I remember we were always like looking at like, I don't know whether it be the Yeezy season stuff or like what people were wearing. Like mm-hmm. we were always had a fascination towards it so i guess i was always paying attention to like supreme heads and palace heads and stuff but i definitely had like maybe two actual pieces from them nothing crazy yeah but you were just i was in the same thing i was in the back of the back of the classroom in high school just like looking at grailed with my friend like oh yeah look at this dude one day i'll have this piece one day i'll have that like that's sick yeah Yeah. that's how it all starts that's how it all starts yeah i mean Uh, the first grub piece is legit the first grub piece you get is just unforgettable (laughs) Oh, then, then you're then you're hooked then it's over like you're yeah, you're, you're into this for life now yeah you're locked in yeah you're done <laughs> uh well yeah talk a little bit about now that you are locked in um what are you into these days what kind of brands what kind of styles tell me a little about the uh the new john the 2023 john the new john uh yeah i think i think right now i guess my perspective on style is a bit taken back it's a bit more deconstructed um just simple basics like um like i wear a white tee like all the time uh just to got a bunch of basics but then i have like i guess a couple different pieces that stand out on their own that i think that's kind of like that's my approach right now these days is just having like one standout piece uh for my own personal wardrobe to wear like each day like i have this 1940s french like short coat that i wear all the time that's like super tattered and like got these like crazy distress things and crazy uh like discoloration all over it that's and I love that. I mean, like, I kind of love being able to bring in like other interests outside of fashion into fashion. So I mean, I have like uh, teas with like like a John Coltrane tea or a Muddy Waters tea, and those are like artists, like blues artists and jazz artists I really like. And I have like I finally got my hands on the uh, John Coltrane denim pants that uh, Supreme did. Like, oh, I really? think. It was- 2020 maybe or something like that and dude I, yeah i absolutely love those i think they're a 34 waist and i'm a 32 but someone on, eBay, on who cares yeah someone on ebay had them up for a price that i just cannot i couldn't turn away at and so i i scooped those up and yeah i think that's kind of my perspective on fashion right now it's just i really love basics i don't you know i, I don't really do too many um too many loud colors it's very simplistic very like kind of like an effortless way of just putting on clothes every day and that's why i kind of enjoy smaller brands right now that are perfecting that in a way like i was just talking to a friend recently about brew archives because it looks like they're starting to move away from selling vintage and move into just focusing on their 
in-house production and that's and they like that like old americana but like simple garment that i love and even like Mm -hmm. more modern brands like add some stuff they do like very detail oriented but simple effortless pieces that i really enjoy so that's kind of like where i'm at (laughs) like it, it could change in six months time but currently yeah it's just kind of like this super laid back but i guess if you really look at the details like some of the things are pretty pretty finer on the upper end nice you know that uh the bell curve meme where it's like a really dumb person and they say like oh yeah i only wear like minimalism and then the guy in the middle is like that's stupid and the guy who's like really enlightened is saying i really love minimalism i feel like you're on that next you're you've like surpassed everything else and now you're at the end of it you're like minimalism is a way and this is this is what we must do this is the way yeah this is the way basically yeah, no, I mean, you got me on Zoom right here. If you look, it's just a blank white room I'm in with like barely anything. Blank white room. He just has just a mirror, a but it's like on the ceiling. He's got a basketball. Yeah. A basketball, a TV, and like a little, like leather, a couple leather chairs. And that's, that's it. This well, is like that. some like some crazy minimalist, like stainless steel furniture in there. It looked great. Yeah. It's funny. In the other room, I have a, a Wasili chair. Like, I don't know if you know what that is. But it's, What's that? Yeah. It's that? No, it's like, uh, it's like if you do like a starter pack for like kids who like love the Bauhaus and like minimalism and stuff. <laughs> um, like that's like the chair. It's a, oh, it's wow. a Marcy. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, you've seen it before for sure. I, I remember I, I bought that a while ago. Um, and that was when I was kind of at the height of my like interest in research for like the Bauhaus and Walter Gropius, Marcel Brewer, things like that. And I was like, dude, this chair is fire. And now it's, <laughs> it's in the corner of the room, like just kind of next to a stack of books. Um, That's but yeah, it should be. And then you'd be like, yeah, I come here and read. I have a candle from a, I don't know. Where do you get your candles from? That's a question. Yeah. Where do you get your candles from? Uh, I know you like candles. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Target. <laughs> Like I have a couple from Target. Um, I remember, I think I was looking at like dip tea candles and stuff like that recently, but um, I just haven't pulled the trigger. I think that's kind of like, I think that might differentiate myself or second lake is like, I really do appreciate the minimalism stuff. I appreciate just like the slow living stuff, but Mm. I don't know. I think I just, I have a way of being ironic about it. And I think if you talk to me and SLDMs and stuff, like I'm not that serious about it. Like, no, no. I, but I don't think it's like, Oh, if you don't have a, a Palo Alto stick, like burning in your room, like it's not, it's not valid. Like, no. yeah, it's, you know, you're not I, elitist about it. I'm not. Yeah. Not necessarily a, a head ass about these things. I just enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, Oh shoot. It's kind of things called Madewell. Madewell. Yeah. No, Goodwill. Goodwill supply. Yeah, they make these national park. Um, it's wood. Oh. It's a wood wick, and it's like it makes a oh. little, like a popping sound, kind of like it's a fireplace. They smell. Like, they make one for each national park, and the glacier one and the volcano national park one are amazing. Yeah. But they're kind of expensive, but they look great. And then once you're done with them, you can turn them into like I don't know a cup or something. Make them look cool. I was, I was gonna say I actually love that because I love the wick that's in there, but I also love that it's literally like a paint can. Like the yeah. actual, yeah, you know, area itself. That's sick. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny too because with SL, you know, I don't know if I really necessarily touched on my ambitions with SL or anything, but like, yeah, I'd love to. Get, yeah, I mean, I'd love to get into producing like things like that, but not necessarily to have a full focus on like, oh, just making candles, just making mugs. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a desire to kind of lean into making garments and things like that, but those things take time and they take a lot of right. money. So yeah. like, I'd rather, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd rather do my, do my thing kind of low key and network with the right people and be able to do like one-off collaborations and, and learn from people rather than just like, okay, I'm going to throw a lump sum into like just a bunch of like sampling for this hoodie. And I might make a bunch of errors that I could have learned from a friend that would have mm-hmm. cost me nothing. I'd be like, Oh, you know, don't take that. Don't go that route. Or, you know, don't start off with that product. You know, I'd like to push SL into a direction that, you know, can collaborate with the right people and, and make like really interesting, dedicated one-off projects. I agree. I like that a lot. I think that's a nice way to look at it. And again, um, I feel like you and also Namu Aura kind of have the same yep. design philosophy in that where you're like, this is something that I like to do. I'm not doing this so that I can make it my like living or something, you know, you're doing it because you're just passionate about it and you're just creative and you just want to have an outlet for it, which I think is really nice. Yeah. 100%. I mean, my, my day to day, I work as like a a data analyst. Like that's where my, the majority of my time goes to. And then when Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm in the mood for creating and things like that. Yeah. It's all SL and it's all just working with the people within it. The people at your job know about, um, SL second like anything about it? Definitely not. Um, <laughs> they de- um, it's. I mean, I don't necessarily advertise SL myself. Um, mm-hmm. I think like on my personal IG. I think I have you on my personal IG. Yeah. Um, I'll like maybe randomly throw up like a story that's like from the SL account or something. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm too outward about it. And and also too, I mean, um, it's funny. I, I remember a couple of guys at my job. They were clowning with me earlier. They were like. Cause I like wearing some of that old vintage stuff to work. But when you work mm-hmm. in like a corporate office, everyone's wearing like vineyard vines and, and stuff like that. And like, yeah. I don't know, you know, you know like corporate gear. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're like, they're like, dude, like what, like what's the jacket? Like, what are you wearing? I'm like, dude, it's an old jacket, whatever. And they're like, did you, are you like cranking up your car? Like to get in, in the morning, cause <laughs> I'm showing them like old Mercedes cars that I like and stuff. And uh-huh. I appreciated like the boxier design language and like the automotive industry in like the eighties, nineties. Yeah, and they were I love that too. Oh, it's so good. And they were so like, oh, they were like, oh, I don't like, I don't like that. I like the sleek, like newer models. And I was like, that's all good and dandy, you know, but nah, this to me, there's nothing better than just like the old boxy, like, I don't know. It's, it's so good. I agree. Yeah. Um, that is something that's going to be interesting for me because I, um, part of like my job interview, cause I just, I just got a job. I finally have it. Everybody. Rejoice. Big. I have a job now. I won't Big. be able to do the podcast anymore. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> I part of the job interview, like on my resume, I have that I run trees and nylon. So everyone's asking about trees and nylon. And when I worked at the retail store, uh, people were like, Oh yeah, man. Like I just had a customer come in here. He said he's going to like Alaska. You should have him on the podcast. And like, it's not how it is. <laughs> it's not how it works. So I'm, I'm ready <laughs> yeah. for the jokes to happen, but you know, if it can help me get a job, it can help me get a job. So that's good definitely definitely i mean i think at my job you know i what i do has nothing to do with design you know i I work as a analyst and we work with like financial institutions right so there's not really any business for me to be like hey like what do you do my architecture (laughs) anything like that i work with but i definitely do you know with the jcrossa.us like instagram account i try to I'm trying to create a site right now that's kind of like an active portfolio to document like SL projects and just personal projects so that, you know, should the, the uh, possibility present itself to, to move into the design industry or something like that or to join a team that I'm 
comfortable or excited about, then yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to move into that. But I definitely don't <laughs> put SL on the chest when I walk into my, my corporate <laughs> office. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. It's a uh, whatever. You got to play the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's all situational too. I mean, I don't think working retail and stuff like that, I think there's a bit more of a, a leeway or I guess like opportunity to to introduce that kind of thing. I just have no one I could literally present SL to in my office that would be like, oh, wow, I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the future, I guess. Talk about the future of you yeah what's gonna happen in the future i don't know um it's gonna happen on september 24th 2026 because i know what do you know uh that's we're we're releasing our first um samba collab (laughs) oh nice (laughs) that's big man yeah no honestly i don't know um and i think that's kind of the thing with sl that i i feel comfortable with is that i don't put any pressure on it to for the future or anything like i think there's there's no real goals as long as i'm just like making small progressions um mm. and like i kind of mentioned earlier you know taking the time to learn or i guess meet with the right people and then executing well on small projects i mean that's it's only going to create uh you know a ripple effect and make sl a little bigger on its own like organically you know i, I don't think it would serve me I don't think it would serve me well if SL were to blow up tomorrow and then I would just have, I would just be clueless trying to satisfy like a ton of people. And it's like, I don't have the expertise yet or like the exact personal direction that I want to take SL. You know, it's, it's kind of just a, a very like widely expanded expression of how I like approach things like clothing and design. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of tough to to pigeonhole and tell you exactly what it's going to be in the future, but hopefully it's just a more widespread, like, web of cool collaborations and you know maybe a small team small team there you go small team yeah man we'll have mm-hmm. the uh, little trees and nylon mug next time around oh beautiful yeah <laughs> hey maybe there's a trees and nylon mug coming in the future who knows maybe i don't know mug swap mug swap <laughs> nice um anything else you want to talk about with nylon before we move on to some viewer questions i have for you the viewer questions that's pretty exciting um <laughs> i want i don't know i think uh yeah i mean i guess the only thing i have to say is you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited to move SL into that direction when the time comes to move into clothing and style and things like that but uh for now it's just kind of a slow organic growth but okay. yeah let's let's yeah let's see what the viewers want let's see what the let's viewers want all right um all right this person i think their name is uh, IPA blue. I don't know. I don't know what to call them that. They usually have a lot of numbers in there, but I think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, they want to. They want to. They want to ask, "What are you? What am I? Yeah, uh, <laughs> what am I? I'm a lake. I'm the second one. No, I'm a, I'm a person that just likes creative projects and has an interest in in creating things and working with people to create some kind of product. Wonderful. Jungle Zane would like to know what is the secret to fast and effective niche rabbit hole research? Wow. Yeah. A lot of adjectives in that one. What was their name? Jungle Zane. Jungle Zane. I don't even know if I've seen that account. Effective niche rabbit hole research. So basically, 
how do you do your research? <laughs> how do you do it well? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I think everyone kind of has their own, like to a degree, their own sense of curiosity. And I think it's just like, if you like a shirt, then just flip the label and look at who made it. Or if you like, you like a Supreme collection or you like the Alien Door lookbook, like just go take a look at who styled it, follow them, see what their mm -hmm. interests are, stuff like that. If you have a favorite architect, look at like what school they went to, look at who taught them, look at what they're reading. Um, you know, that's that's also why I have the the SLS, like the sub stack is because like, I think a lot of people would reach out to me and like, oh, like what, what, you know, I had a friend reach out to me yesterday, actually asking uh, for good hoodies. And I, you know, I gave them my, my rundown. I told them, I guess I can give you guys too. like simple ones would be like a Hanes Eco Smart. That's what I wear just like for a really inexpensive, simple classic hoodie. And then you could also go camp for, for like really quality, like made in USA stuff. But um, yeah, to find like niche research is just, um, I don't know. It's like, you just have to have that intuition to, to dive deeper. And yeah, again, yeah. Substack, it's like, that's why I made it is to kind of give people that insight and to provide it to them as well. I think the biggest thing with niche research in general is just, it's kind of like a paradox almost because you have to have the niche knowledge to do the research, but to get the knowledge, you have to do the research. Yeah that, that, I mean, that, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that comes with it. It's like when you're applying for your first job and they're like, well, we can't hire you because you don't have experience. It's like, well, I need experience yeah. to get my first job. So it's, yeah. it's kind of tough, but, and also too, like you won't find that kind of research on IG. Like you have to, you have to look out elsewhere. You have to look mm -hmm. into books. Like I'm, I'm not always tucked in a corner reading books, but like you have to look in weird areas to find like information. You know, I, I think a lot of people do a great job. Like my friend on IG Nagarero does a great job of like highlighting good architecture or like looking into the background of like Tekla fabrics or like companies like that. And mm -hmm. that's great. He does a great job and he will provide that information to you. But I guess if you want to take it upon yourself, yeah, you got to look at old books. You got to look at who taught who and, you know, what kind of schools are where. Like that's, yeah. that's what. Agreed. Thank you for that, Jungle Zane. Next, Tectonic Theory would like to know. Well, first of all, they say, I love the page in SL Selects. Keep it up. And second, they say, please explain the basket emoji. Oh, the basket emoji. Um, dude, I remember I was the basket emoji was something that I was throwing onto a lot of the, the posts early on for SL just because I felt like I don't know. It's just like a basket of clean laundry. I was like, dude, this is just, this is just a perfect emoji. And I loved it. And I just would throw it on there uh, to on like every post just to have something that kind of felt unique to SL. And I don't, I don't think I saw it anywhere else that like people put in the basket emoji anywhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I guess that's like my producer tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's producer tag, the basket emoji. I love that. <laughs> um, Jake, giant eye. Oh, Jake and I, Jacob. Jay, that's we your love, friend? Yeah, we love Jacob. He's great. Okay, we love Jacob. Uh, Jacob would like to know, where is the first lake? Dude, wouldn't I love to know? I don't know. All I know is I'm second. <laughs> what it's is, funny. What is, what's the origin of the name second lake? That's the thing. I was, I was just about against that. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's just something like I remember, because when I wanted to start off second lake, this is going to be a, a small anecdote, but I had a friend of mine. Go ahead. Cool job. And uh, he was on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok at all. Like, I don't, I don't really know how that stuff operates, but he was on there. And he was like, um, 
he would post you guys, some people might actually know him because he would post like reels or, or TikToks that mm-hmm. he would like commentate on like spooky shit, like scary videos or something. Okay. And he was like, oh, I got like 10,000 followers today. And then the next day coming, he's like, dude, we got like 5,000 more followers. And he was exploding on TikTok. And I remember I was like, dude, he's just posting his interests. And it was mm-hmm. like, and it, it, you know, people were relating to it and he was talking to all these people about it. And I was like, you know what? I'll just start a page. And just start throwing up stuff that I was into. And I remember initially it was like Raph's archive, Raph Simmons pieces and like yeah. shoes that I was liking. Usually, and then, yeah, so I needed a name and I just came up with secondly. It, it just was something that sprung to mind and I stuck it. And I guess it just, it caught does on. It, does it come from anything? Is it, is there some like no. subliminal messaging? You just, you just said the words, oh, second lake. Yeah, yeah, cool. No, you know, for, for the sake of, uh, you know, being a little spooky boy, being a little mysterious, I'll say, yeah, there might be some hidden meaning to it, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, there really isn't. It's just something that came to me, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna roll with that." It sounds good. Interesting. The yeah. second leg, but that body is hidden. You just to figure out where the first yeah, leg is. What were you saying? I was saying the second leg is where the body is hidden, but you have to find out where the first leg is first, and then oh, you can first. find the second leg. Oh yeah, Jesus! Now I got to get my my horror friend TikToker on there to <laughs> to talk about that. Yeah, Dude, I mean, the reason I said conspiracy oh. about your about your page. You should do like an ARG thing, you know, it might, it might be well-served. I mean, dude, he's got like, I think over half a million people on that account now, like something absolutely outrageous. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's absolutely nuts, but that's, I remember his growth and his ability to reach out to people so simply, I was like, yeah, that's really interesting. I was, I just, I wanted to talk to people more about fashion and things like that. And that was a perfect Mm -hmm. thing to do. I didn't even know about mood boards at the time. I just was throwing pictures up. Well, yeah. that's see, he did it right though. You kind of, I mean, we both kind of just like didn't pick the right outlet for it because TikTok is insane. If you are like on TikTok, like my sister has 75,000 followers and she just posts like K pop stuff. She just posts like K pop videos. She's got yeah. 75K followers on TikTok. And I'm just here like, well, I have 3,000 on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Like the virality of the TikTok is just, it's unheard of. Like, I don't know. The algorithm it's, is insane. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last question I have for you. Shout this out, Jacob. From Daniel. Oh, this J- is Daniel Jimenez. Daniel Jimenez. I, I was sure oh. it was Jimenez, but it's only as JMNZ. But anyway. I feel what like is the those... worst trend in fashion right now? Oh, God. The worst trend in fashion right now? Yeah. Worst trend in fashion right now. I don't know. I mean, I like, I like people to just kind of wear what they want, but I think I'm kind of pushed back on like, damn. I'm dude. I I'll tell you right now. I'm not a mule guy. Like I really don't mess with them. Like Crocs or things like that. Like, or like, uh, like easy foam runners. Did you just look down? Do you have, (laughs) no, no, no. I'm looking down. Okay. I have, I wore these today, which you probably will like, cause they're very you. The Boston's. Yeah, those, I got some yeah, with Boston's, but then also these are just like my house shoe, my, yeah, my North Face good. Mule. That's my house shoe right there. I got you. It, like wonderful. for the stuff, uh, like I think they're they're pretty like simple and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, dude, I don't know what it is. Like the Salehi Bembry Crocs, I can't get into. Easy foam runners aren't necessarily a croc, uh, a mule, but like I just no, I don't know. I don't I, like them. The reason I don't like them is because I was a substitute teacher for a little bit and every kid who thought they were into fashion had on a pair of easy foam runners and it was just kind of annoying. 
Dude, I, and you know what? I mean, maybe, maybe, and I don't know, this might be like pretentious, but I remember before my company moved to a different office and before we were at an older building and it got like destroyed, it got taken down. But I remember in one of the office spaces, there were like people who would come in like wearing Crocs, but it was still like an office job. Mm-hmm. And I remember in my head, I was like, I'm so like infatuated with like, I don't know, like proper dressing where it's appropriate and like looking sharp and like looking clean and having nice things. It's like, dude, you're wearing Crocs into a corporate out, like where you could wear, I don't know, like a, a well put together planned out outfit. And it's like, you're just pulling up in Crocs and a hoodie, like more power to you. But I don't know. It's like, I think people should, should find the fun in dressing nice. And like, it's, it's actually, I agree. Uplifting. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Cause it just kind of creates a gray area. It's like, what's acceptable where, like if I show up to the grocery store wearing a button up, am I, <laughs> do I look way out of place now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's always better to be overdressed. I would also say. I would agree. I'll definitely agree. Um, so you'd say the worst trend in fashion right now is, dude, that's so tough. <laughs> the easy foam runners. That's so, tough. <laughs> that's so tough. I knew Daniel would throw some shit in here, but yeah, I think that might that might have to be it. But like maybe. Also, I'm not a big like mohair cardigan guy. I kind of feel oh, like when okay. it's interesting, but I think they're like they're sliding back just a bit. I, I never mm. really like caught on to it. I think it was it was really an interesting experiment when like the no maintenance guys were doing it and they were doing like the different colors, like all that stuff was pretty cool. Um, it was kind of falling back a bit. Um, I don't really know like, like trends. What are some trends that you like realized? Maybe also too, like, what are some, are there some new gore trends? Like, (laughs) no, the only only trends coming from gore core are people leaving it to like do other things. I would say like, taking the Gorp core style incorporating it into like a new kind of dress um just like what i'm doing i'm just like taking the color palette and some of the functionality and translating that into just more like menswear type clothing so so are you wearing like the white button down with the prada tie with the arcteryx made on top i definitely (laughs) wish but no i'm not no just like what i'm wearing today like i'm just wearing like I would consider this something that I'm wearing because of Gorpcore. Like I wouldn't have put on this outfit before I was into like Gorpcore stuff, but just, oh, Uniqlo U. Shout out to them. They just, they just released these actually. It's a, uh, you don't know Uniqlo? No, I do. I do. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. These Uniqlo yeah. U uh, trousers, uh, they're wide leg chinos. I got them in olive, even though they call it khaki, but I learned like last episode that olive means khaki or khaki means olive. In like other yeah. countries, but in the US, yeah. olive means olive and khaki means khaki. Very interesting. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, just like olive pants, a gray shirt, the taupe suede, uh, Boston's, just like, just like a very minimalist but earth tones kind of. I think that's yeah. what I got out of it, which is a lot of earth tones from Gorbcore, honestly. Like just kind yeah. of ran with that. Yeah, I think, and also too, like earth tones are kind of just perfect because they're just, they're naturally occurring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously. But it's it's something where yeah everything will look good you, if you put like a dark green with a navy blue no matter if it's in the pants and the shirt or the from the shoes and the socks like it's gonna look great it's yeah just, they match so well yeah and also I think the uh, the fit the silhouette of the clothing I also took from Gorbcore like a lot of more baggy stuff not necessarily as form fitting even though a lot of Arterix is more form fitting but the Gorbcore scene necessarily isn't but yeah uh, yeah more baggy uh, which is funny I put my friend. Um, he, 
I guess we kind of got into fashion at the same time. I kind of put him on a little bit. And then uh, he was all he was into like the tighter, tighter pants. Like he, he swore by the Uniqlo, like easy ankle slacks that are like yeah. tapered slacks at the end of the ankle. And I told him like, just buy one pair of baggy pants and you'll be a changed man. And as soon as he got one pair and he tried them on and he put like an outfit that he liked on, he was like, I got rid of all my ankle slacks. And I just bought a bunch of baggy pants and said, I was like, yeah, it just looks better. It feels better too. Like it's more comfortable, you know, than having like your whole body being compressed by your pants. Yeah, definitely. I can, yeah. I mean, I can agree to that. I think I wrote in the SLS once kind of mm. about that. It's like, yeah, it's kind of, it can be tough to graduate from a slim fit pair of pants. Like when you've been wearing them all the time to like a bag yeah. of your silk. I mean, there's, there's pants like the Dickies 874 where like, they're so structured, even though they're still like a bit of a wide fit, they still are so structured and have that crease down the front where like, they don't feel that flowy or that baggy, that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, but dude, I can so agree. I mean, once you start going into like the more baggy pants, like area, then you can start shopping like vintage trousers and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's, just, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it is hard. It is hard for a lot of those people. Cause like, I just got my friend, uh, my other friend to try, I got him like a pair of, or I got him to buy a pair of baggier jeans and he tried them on and he's like, well, they're good. But I just feel like they make me look so big. I'm like, first of all, you weigh like 140 pounds. They're not going to make you look big. And that's probably a good thing. Second of all, you're just not used to it. That's <laughs> what it was. And, and I don't know. He's he's not really into fashion as much as the first friend is. Um, so I think he's just kind of good. He's, he's, he's going to live his life. You know what I mean? Some people are destined for greatness. Others, <laughs> not so much. And I, you can't you can't change fate. And I think he's just fated to wear like skinny jeans his whole life. Just not up, not up for the challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, like I said, some people are fated for greatness. <laughs> yeah, no, more power to them. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think I, I think before I was kind of stuck in my ways, and I was like, yeah, slim fit, like slim fit pants. This is the way I'm. This is the way I'm going to be for forever. And then I was yeah. like, you baggy pants are kind of fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, you just got to find the right pair, and then after that, it's kind of game over. Yeah. And also too, like, I remember when I bought like Salomon's, I, I have a pair of XC6s and then I have that like Salomon and the broken arm, like DeSalpez pair, like the teal pair. Yeah. Nice. Like, those are you sick. Can't wear those. Yeah. I, I love those, but like, you can't wear those with like a slim pair of pants. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like just the shoe itself is clunky and like big, rather yeah. mainly the, the broken arm, like, what is it like the XT quest? I guess the model is. Mm-hmm. and yeah, they're just chunky so you kind of need like a bigger silhouette for the pants to to make it work yeah no i agree that's a lot of salmons like that too um like the uh what are they called xa pros the organic club ones that i have same deal you just yeah. gotta wear like a bag of your pants or else they're not gonna look good they're gonna look like you're wearing clown shoes yeah they're gonna look way too clunky the proportions man the proportions <laughs> yeah that's what it's all about uh do you have any questions for me before we round things off here uh yeah man so i mean i guess it's kind of a interesting to have a different take because i guess sl is not necessarily like an outdoor focused uh project or anything but do you think you're going to bring on some more maybe not so much outdoor related projects onto she's an island pod yeah I'm, I'm down for it obviously like i like talking to new people and it does like i message you it gets kind of boring talking to like corp core head number 4870 you know, like for the next podcast, like, oh, we're going to talk to someone else. No shade to anyone. Obviously, I enjoy it, but it's nice to have a little breakup in the yeah. uh, what I'm talking about with people. 
So yeah, yeah definitely. No, definitely. So, what, let's get hidden on the podcast. Um, I'll find his IP address and dox him for everyone. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot Justin Saunders a text and tell him to stop by. Yeah, thank you, man. That'd be great. I'd really appreciate yeah. that. I got yeah. you, man. Don't worry. <laughs> Anything else you got for me? Um, no, man. I appreciate you having me on here, man. I think it's uh, it's been pretty fun. I don't think I ever expected myself to hop on a hop <laughs> on a podcast. A little, a little nervy at the jump, but no, nah, I, I, you know, thank you for the you did great. The shots. Thank you, John, aka Second Lake. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you so much. Of course. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find Second Lake at Second Lake, and then you can also find my personal like design page at jcrossa.us. It is private, but I accept people on there all the time. So cool. nice. And what's your uh, Substack? Or I guess that's in your Second Lake bio. But yeah, I, I honestly forgot that the Substack is like something that is like the primary push for SL right now. But it's in the SL bio. Um, but if not, it's slselects.substack.com. Uh, there you go. Wonderful. All right. Well, it's nice talking to you, my man. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. We should do this again. Yeah.